Have you ever felt like the guy who, when he was asked about how long he'd been playing golf, he said, well, I've been playing for about a month, but it's taken me eight years to learn. (laughs) You see, learning can be a very long process. From the time we are infants and toddlers, we are learning. We are looking to those who raise us, to our parents, grandparents, or others, who had that responsibility of caring for us when we couldn't care for ourselves. And those people not only cared, but they began to shape us and offer something of themselves to us that probably rubbed off. And then enter siblings, cousins, aunts and uncles perhaps, others who were a part of our lives. And we began to look up to them. I remember looking up to my older brother. You probably looked up to certain people in your lives as you became more than just a toddler, but began to grow. And then comes school, kindergarten, grade school. We begin to understand. You know, to understand simply means to stand under someone that we learn from. And so we look up to our teachers. We gain understanding in that process. And we get older. And our peers begin to matter more and more. Junior high and high school. Remember what peer pressure was like? And then for those who go on to higher education, looking for a career, a profession, a way to make a living perhaps. And for some, higher education, college, means Gaining more status and power, entitlement, making lots of money. And how can we not think of the recent scandal? With all those who wanted to get the very best education in colleges for their kids. No. Education at its most important level is not about making as much money as possible. It's about helping us to recognize our common humanity and to discover our purpose for why we are here on earth. Why we're here on earth and what that's about. Now think about some of your most important teachers. Teachers can be very impactful. They, they, they're good people. They're good teachers because they're people of integrity. Teachers can have such an important influence in our lives. And they can help us to see beyond the end of our own noses by not being short-sighted and only self-interested. Jesus 
was a teacher par excellence. Jesus was a teacher par excellence. Have you assumed, ever assumed, that Jesus turned out the way he did just because he was supposed to? I mean, have you just assumed that Jesus turned out the way he did because he was supposed to? I'd like us to consider for a moment that there were people in his life who influenced him. People who shaped him into becoming the best Jesus he could become. So, of course, his parents. But I suspect Jesus was, was watching. And he was learning from those around him, his elders and the rabbis, the learned people. Jesus was taking it all in. He was learning. He was listening. He was observing. And we know very little about Jesus' childhood. There's just a little snippet in Luke's gospel. Remember the story? They had gone to Jerusalem for the, to celebrate the Passover, and they were in a group. And as they were leaving, kind of like if you've ever left a kid at a rest area when you're on a long trip, um, I've heard people have done that. Um, Um, and um, they get a little ways away, and they realize Jesus isn't with them, so they go back, and they, they're looking frantically for him, and they find him where? In the temple, talking with the rabbis and the learned scholars. And when they ask him about it, he says, did you not know I was about my father's business? You see, he was learning, he was talking, he was engaging. He was, he was allowing that interaction, that experience, to be a part of forming him. And that little snippet just says, he grew in wisdom and stature. He grew in wisdom and stature. Jesus... I think God is trying to tell us something. I'm... Maybe it's David, you're supposed to shut up and sit down. I don't know. Um, no. Um, actually, it's probably a good reminder that anything can, even if it's an interruption, can be a way to listen more carefully for God in our lives. So Jesus, he, he took all that he had and incorporated it into himself. He, he lived what he taught. He integrated it. That's what we call integrity. Jesus had integrity. I want you to think back again to some of your most important teachers or mentors in your life. Maybe somebody pops to your mind, maybe not, but somebody who's had an impact in you, in shaping you. That person didn't just give you all the answers. They didn't just lay it all out for you and say, here's, you just do this, 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 and this. You'll be happy, you'll be successful, your life will be wonderful. No. They helped you discover the things in you 
that are gifts and unique to you because you're the only one who walks your road. Nobody else can walk your road of life for you except you. And they help equip you for the journey. That's what a good teacher does. And Jesus was and is the teacher par excellence. And Jesus asked more questions than he gave answers, which drives you deeper in your faith and moves you from cocksure certainty to thoughtful uncertainty. It moves you from cocksure ignorance (laughs) to thoughtful uncertainty. And what a gift that is. Because when Jesus helps us to be the best we can be, it connects to last week when we looked at Jesus as prophet. And shows us the importance of justice, mishpat, and righteousness, tzedakah. That we are to be just in all our relationships. And that we are to be righteous. Now, righteous can sound kind of like one of those holy words. Holier than thou kind of. To be righteous is to kind of be this righteous person. It simply means to have right relationships. To have right relationships is to have just relationships. Relationships that are just and fair. And so we treat others in a just way. And when we have right relationships, then we're we're honoring that that prophetic message that that was there in Jesus' tradition. He, He drew that out of the Hebrew sacred texts, which influenced him to be the kind of teacher he was, a good rabbi. And rabbis, by the way, often teach with questions more than answers. And some of my best teachers were the ones who pushed me to try to figure things out on my own, not just to spoon-feed me all the easy answers. So, if we turn to the passage from Luke, A perplexing text. While he was saying this, a woman in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast that nursed you. So this person is giving real uh, recognition to Mary, right? But Jesus said, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. The word obedience in Latin means to listen. Blessed are the ones who hear the word of God. And I think what he's saying, and truly hear it, meaning truly integrate that word into your life's living. And then he goes on to say that as the crowds were increasing, he began to say, this generation is an evil generation that asks for a sign. But no sign will be given to you except the sign of Jonah. For just as Jonah became a sign to the people of Nineveh, so the Son of Man will be to this generation. 
And he goes on to talk about that importance. What he's really saying here, I think, is the the sign is um, that they are to obey God's word. And in the case of the Ninevites, they repented, which simply means turning from doing, walking in one direction and moving in another direction. Turning from living a self-centered life to a God-focused life. That's really what Jesus is talking about here. He's pointing people and getting people to listen to what God is saying in their lives, to have a claim on them, and then turn and live a God-focused and directed life. And that is so important because, in this sense, while education often forms and informs, Jesus transforms. He gets us living and moving in a whole different direction. And that is so, so important. Jesus is offering in all of this, and he summarized it in the Great Commandment. You know the Great Commandment. You should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, and with all your soul. And, I see some confirmands here this morning. They know this. And your neighbor as yourself. Jesus took all that was there in the Hebrew Scriptures and he offered this way that if we orient our living this way, then we will have followed God's command. We will have listened and integrated it into our living. For those of you who were here at the beginning of March, when John Dorauer was here, the President and General Minister of the United Church of Christ, he focused on this particular passage. And he spoke about the great living of love. And that when we love, when we love God and love others, all others, we are living the life we're called to live. It's that simple and it's that difficult. And that's what it's about. Love. Love is the name of the journey. How we live it out, we each have to figure that out in our own context, in our own circumstances. And in our following and learning, we realize that it's not just a task, it's not a problem. We learn that life is really more than just a playground or a schoolroom. Life is like life is not like a, a playground or a courtroom, it's more like a schoolroom. That our whole life is an occasion for learning and learning more of how God wants us to be in our lives. And so we'll let our psalm text have a strong and concluding word for us this morning. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I will observe it to the end. Give me understanding that I may keep your law and observe it with my whole heart. Lead me in the path of your commandments. For I delight in it. Turn my heart to your decrees and not to selfish gain. There it is. Not to selfish gain. Turn my eyes from looking at vanities and give me life in your ways. Confirm to your servant your promise, which is for those who fear you. Turn away the disgrace that I dread, for your ordinances are good. See, I have longed for your precepts in your righteousness, in your right relationship 
give me life. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Seeing beyond the end of your nose. What does it take for us to do that? We have many teachers in life. Teachers we can be grateful for. But I want to encourage you to keep on looking to Jesus. The teacher par excellence. Who will guide you in your lifelong learning of faith. gift of our Lord and peace.